welcome to Swearing Mamas, a podcast about the good, the bad, and the sweary moments of motherhood. I'm Lauren, one of our hosts. <laughs> um, typically, there's either guest or my co-host, Lindsay, but today it's just going to be me. Um, I have a great list of guests that I want to continue interviewing, but um, it was a really long and like tiring week. Um, and so if you've never listened to our podcast before, you'll get a mix, uh, just to give you an idea, if this is your first time, you, you do get a mix of, um, maybe us interviewing someone who has facts and knowledge, um, or experience that we've had that you could maybe draw from, um, or us debating our opinions on certain topics. And that's all kind of mixed in with other uh, moments of us just sort of talking about our own experiences. Um, My main goal here with the Swearing Mamas podcast is to help other moms to feel less alone because I remember the early stages of motherhood feeling like I was failing, uh, feeling like it was the hardest thing ever, feeling like I was given something totally different than what is advertised. And um, a lot of that is directly at the hands of of just your usual moms. And so I, uh, once I realized that I was not alone and that what I was experiencing was pretty common, um, I have resolved that I had to share it and, like, I had to share it in a very blunt and honest way. Um, so... That is really the main goal of this podcast. Um, so I don't know if we have any new listeners or if you know any returning listeners just maybe need that reminder. Um, but that's really my aim here. And so uh, this week I was feeling, well, firstly, I was busy. Um, my mother and my brother's girlfriend, who is my son's godmother. Um, they've uh, been together for many years, and she um, is just a really wonderful person. So we made um, her Oliver's godmother, and she came with my mom and visited this past week, and it was really great. Um, I got to take Oliver to his first movie. They came with me. There's a, a movie theater near my house that does, like, dollar movies um, on, like, weekdays during the day, certain days of the week, um, and they play, like, older kids' movies. It only costs a dollar per ticket, so we thought that would be a great time for Oliver to try his first movie, uh, because, you know, it's only a dollar lost if he acts crazy, and he lasted a full hour, which was, um, amazing to me. It helped that we had three of us to pass him off between. If it had just been me, he would definitely not have lasted that long, and if it had just been me and one other person, he probably still wouldn't have lasted quite that long. Um, but yeah, being able to switch between the three of us was really great. And he, um, yeah, he was happy that whole time. And even when we left, he wasn't, he wasn't like in full Hulk mode yet at at an hour and he was just starting to get fussy and we left before it could get out of hand. So, um, that was amazing. And we did a lot of really fun stuff together while they were here. And, um, and it's just so exciting to watch Oliver go from, you know, the baby stage really into full toddlerhood. Um, he can walk on his own a lot now. He loves to go up and down stairs. Of course, he needs someone holding his hand or walking behind him that it, whole time if he does that. Um, you know, he listens, not not regularly enough to rely on, but he's beginning to understand and listen to things like earlier uh we were at someone's house that had stairs and I said don't go up the stairs and he paused and he looked at me and he stared into my eyes for a full like five minutes he stared at me and then finally he turned around and walked away so this is kind of the stage that we're in and it's really fun and so it was a really fun time to have uh visitors especially someone like my mom and sister-in-law because they um kind of like to do the same types of things that I like to do which is you know try lots of new things they like to eat some similar foods to what Oliver and I eat um and you know just kind of like 
nice things. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, particularly any of the, any certain type of, you know, they're very open-minded, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, like, we went to a tea shop, and um, we went and took him to the park to go into this little pool that's nearby. Um, it's like a foot tall, <laughs> and different things. So anyway, point is, um, and that, that to get to that park is a 20-minute walk. We could have driven, but I like that 20-minute walk. It's nice to have people who also like a 20-minute walk, and so yeah, um, I had that going on this week, and then... Um, outside of that, the other reason that I didn't schedule, um, an interview or guest spot or anything like that this week is because, um, I've just kind of felt, um, like after my mom and Sydney left, um, I was, when they were here, I was in a great mood, but like after they left, I kind of have been feeling this sort of dark cloud with me, um, like, my energy is just not, um, it's not where I want it to be most of the time, and, um, I've been, uh, like, really scatterbrained, and sometimes very sad, and, um, confused and frustrated, and there's just been a lot of things going on in my life, and, um, I just didn't really want to do an interview while feeling like that, but also, you know, like I said in the um, beginning of the episode, like, my aim here is to really share everything with you guys, and, um, and I kind of had that reminder as I was thinking about what this week's topic would be, and, um, and I thought I, um, I thought I really need to share kind of what's been going on with me, um, and I, then I realized it's something that we haven't really spoken that much about on this podcast, um, which is just, like, having your own personal shit and dealing with your own mental health issues, um, and things of that nature, and your own emotions, even if you don't have mental health issues, but your own you know, emotions and your emotional struggles while being a parent, especially as a stay-at-home mom, I think, um, but as a parent at all. Um, so, I've dealt with that a lot, and, um, I think that I've probably mentioned on here a little bit before that, you know, I was never one who had postpartum depression. Um, I had other mental health issues before becoming a mom. And the um, types of, so I know it sounds weird to say that and not say what's wrong with me, but um, the type of (laughs) doctors, the psych docs (laughs) that I was seeing both, I couldn't, get the word out because I was trying to decide if I want to say psychiatrist or like my regular psychologist, my therapist, and both of them were the type who um, really just treated and didn't diagnose, um, or if so, they didn't give me a diagnosis ever um, to my face. (laughs) But um, what's apparent to me based off of things that they said to me and the fact that I um, studied quite a bit of psychology fun fact, I, side note here, let me just break off, is that I have, um, one of the things that I've considered doing is becoming a therapist myself, and I, um, think that may be something I'd love to get into doing down the line, um, so just fun fact, uh, that's kind of how my brain works, and I am pretty educated on, uh, that topic, and so based on things that they said to me, um, and things that I know, and things that run in my family, I can see that I was being treated for, um, maybe bipolar, although questionable, um, if that's really exactly what's the issue, but, um, that's kind of seems like that's how I was being treated, and then on top of that, obviously, I have, um, an anxiety disorder as well, uh, so anyhow, um, The reason why I felt the need to go off into that tangent and explain to you and 
is that it's not just regular depression. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like jealous <laughs> of the people <laughs> who have regular depression, not because I think it's any easier than having bipolar. I think if that's even what I, you know, whatever shit I have, like, I don't think any one particular mental illness is easier than the other, but simply for the fact they can be like, I have depression. <laughs> but for me, I can't say that because, um, that doesn't give you the full picture. Um, so I know that my little diagnosis story there was confusing, but to give you a little bit of the full picture of what like my life is like, um, having nothing to do with being a parent or not being a parent, but before, during, and after all of that, um, I go through periods of really deep depression. Um, what I've noticed, and this is part of why I think that maybe I don't have bipolar necessarily, but what I've noticed uh, more recently in my life is that my periods of depression are on a switch. So they um, they don't just turn themselves on and off randomly. They're triggered by things. It's just normally something very, very small and random and just, it's very finicky. Um, go through that. I go through much shorter, um, periods of sometimes feeling manic, um, feeling like I can't sleep and I want to, you know, go, 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 go. Sometimes it's bad to the extent of not sleeping or, you know, uh, really like not being able to slow down, but normally it, it will be on a much smaller scale and it will just be that like, I know my body is hurting because I also have physical <laughs> pain <laughs> problems. Uh, that's for another episode, but I know I've clued you guys in a little bit if you listen in the past, but, um, it, you know, I'll know that my body is really starting to hurt, but I will be unable to stop cleaning or um, doing whatever it is that I'm doing that I have to have to do. I have no, like, I have to do it. Um, and I will also go through um, periods of time on an even smaller scale than that of um, a little bit of dissociating. So that looks like a few hours maybe of me feeling like I'm dreaming or sleeping. Like I'll question sometimes if it's particularly intense. I'll really, truly question if I'm awake. Um, or like just to be very honest, there have been times where I've questioned if I died and um, I'm dead. Um, and uh, typically... The manic feelings are really not bad. Like, it's a generally pleasant time for me. And the dissociative periods are also usually quite pleasant. Um, or if not pleasant, then completely apathetic. Like, I'll be near, almost numb. I won't feel much of anything. Um, which I don't mind most of the time. So, really, the negative parts come in during those depressive phases. Um, and that's definitely what's the hard part of it for me. Um, and so that's always kind of, um, been the case for me now before I was, before I got pregnant, I was medicated. So I didn't quite experience quite as many, or at least not quite as intense or frequent as, um, the things that I feel now. Um, but through my pregnancy and then after I, you know, I realized like I definitely didn't want to be on medication because it would have meant, you know, taking a risk with pregnancy and breastfeeding. And that was a trade-off was not, um, was not good enough for me because I had a counselor available to me at the time, um, because I had years of therapy in under my belt, um, and because I had learned so many practical techniques for dealing with, uh, the things I was feeling, and also because so much of my life was about to change, that, um, it was, you know, it was like, who's to say how I'm going to feel, uh, when you have these kind of mental health issues, it's really hard to say, am I feeling this way right now because my body is trying to tell me something like I didn't get enough sleep or water 
am I feeling this way because, you know, my mind is trying to tell me something like I am in an unhealthy relationship or job or living situation or is this my mental illness just attacking me for no reason and um I don't think there's any amount of practice that you can do that really takes that question away um but it it does make it easier to answer but there I think will always be times if you have a mental illness where you um, just can't be sure. Um, so anyhow, kind of going off of the medicine gave me the opportunity to learn a lot about those cues though, uh, to learn a whole lot about how it feels different when I'm angry because I'm hungry, how it feels different when I'm having anxiety because I am sleep deprived, um, versus, uh, you know, I'm just having a panic attack for no reason. Things like that. So, um, it ended up to be that, you know, that all of that experience was very, very beneficial to me. Um, so, I do feel uh, like I'm in a much better place now than what I was before I got pregnant. And, um... And I think that's a mixture of, like I said, taking all of that time to learn and also my situation changing, uh, my life changing. Um, but I do want to add a, like, a little disclaimer here, of course, that if you are a person who does not have all those years of, um, you know, therapy and training and learning under your belt, it may not be a good idea for you to go off your medicine and, um, yes, there may be a risk toward pregnancy or breastfeed or you may not be able to breastfeed or whatever it may be that has to change in your picture. Um, and I think you should just evaluate that with your doctor. And if it were me, I would talk to both of my doctors, um, because for the record, your GP shouldn't absolutely not be prescribing you, um, any kind of medication for mental health. I went through that before myself, had an amazing uh, doctor, and she, you know, was was wonderful in many ways, but her views on mental health were maybe not, um, I don't, let's just say I don't think that we would agree on a lot, and um, I trusted her so much. She was my doctor for a long time, and so I, she never, she didn't recommend me to see a therapist, she just slapped an antidepressant on me and it really made things much much worse because as I mentioned being treated for bipolar like you don't just take an antidepressant that's not how it works and it made it a lot worse for me so side note if that's the situation that you're in and you find yourself struggling I would highly recommend that you go to a psychiatrist and find a psychiatrist that works with a counselor too um because like my counselor my, like, my therapist back in, originally, before I ever moved out of Maryland and all of that, she was amazing, and I didn't like the psychiatrist very much, but he worked with her, and so I trusted him, and I knew that, um, if there was ever anything I couldn't express to him, I could express to her, but also he got all of her notes, and, uh, she got his, so, um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend finding two that work together like that, and then, and then talk to both of them and talk to your regular doctor, too, um, if you are pregnant, nursing, or, you know, considering becoming pregnant, um, and really come up with a game plan that is going to support you because uh, your mental health is extremely important, um, even on a physical level, to your child and to your pregnancy. So I'm definitely not just, like making a blanket statement that everyone should go off their meds. But for me, it was a really good thing. And I'm really glad that, uh, that it happened too. So, um, anyhow, um, to kind of come back and I, I don't even know, like, I'm so sorry if I get super sidetracked and confused throughout this, um, <laughs> but, uh, cause it's, there's like a lot of mini tangents that I guess have to come with this type of a discussion. But, uh, Anyway, so that's like a little bit about basically 
me and what I've uh, dealt with throughout my life. Um, and I have dealt with some of those issues while parenting. Of course, also, parenting is really hard. And so that can trigger depression for me, which I, I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because um, that's not the same thing as having postpartum depression. And I think it's really important not to treat that the same way uh, because like, I'm not... I'm not having any kind of depression about my new role as a mother, but I am already feeling certain things and the way that, you know, my child behaves um, can really trigger uh, something to kind of, that switch that I mentioned to kind of go off in me. And, uh, and that's not PBD to me because... You know, my husband can trigger that. Any number of my friends can trigger trigger that. My family members, like, it's not special or unique to my child. Um, but obviously, I'm here with him all day. He can trigger it too. So, um, on top of that, that, that has happened some for me. And uh, there have been times where Oliver went through a very difficult phase. And um, and I know that we laugh a lot about it on this podcast, but it actually can feel extremely dark uh, when going through one of those phases. Even something like just, uh, you know, nap training or sleep training can feel so uh, heavy and dark and lonely and like, hopeless truly truly hopeless when you because um that's another that's another thing about you know me and how I experience life is that um like all of my feelings are extremely intensified and magnified so like you know on a scale of one to ten if sleep training is like an eight for you in terms of how stressful it is it's like a 30 for me, you know, um, it's just kind of how, like, my brain interprets things, and it can be great, like, good things can be, like, way, way amazing, like, when I love someone, I'm like, oh my god, you're the best person ever, um, but then when something's bad, it feels absolutely, um, horrible and hopeless and terrible. And uh I have gone through periods of that throughout um throughout parenting. Um and I guess if I get in one again, I hope that I will hop on and just make a quick YouTube video or write you guys a blog or something as I mentioned in my more recent update like we will have a Patreon coming soon, so there will be a lot more of that sort of bonus content coming. But um, the thing that's been happening with me more recently is actually not that at all. I haven't been dealing with a ton of, you know, my mental health just sort of, you know, going somewhere like that, like flipping that switch. Uh, what I've dealt with a lot over the past year, and I don't mean 2019, but I mean, you know, since last fall, is uh, a lot of loss and grief. Um, I guess when I say a lot, I've lost three people in my life over that period of time. And uh, it feels like When you're home alone with your child and uh and that's what you're feeling and that's what you're experiencing. It's like you're trapped and it's like nothing could ever get better. Um so the first time it was uh, my cousin, and I had my aunt um, Crystal was on here recently to talk a little bit, and she did mention uh, 
you know, she talked about Tyler a bit. Um, I don't know if he knew it, and I hope that he did, but uh, Tyler wasn't just my cousin, but he was a friend to me. Uh, or at least that's how I thought of him, and uh, there was something special and different about him that was more than just family, and um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't your everyday kind of person, and he did uh, struggle, as I mentioned, or as Crystal mentioned when she was on, um, with, you know, getting into drugs and different things, and, you know, unfortunately, he had a bad fucking go of it, uh, with all of that, but, uh, I think when you've never experienced that in your personal life, it's easy to write someone off as, you know, a drug addict or a drug user or whatever, but that isn't how I think, you know, that wasn't all Tyler was to me. Um, he was incredibly loving and uh, beautiful and kind um, and so silly, like just a really goofy person. Uh, but anyhow, um, I have lost people in my life before, and, uh, I'm trying to think if any of them were ever a surprise like that, and, um, I guess maybe at somewhere along the line it was, but most of the major losses I've experienced in my life were, you know, people who were sick, and I knew it, or they were very old, um, and while that is still incredibly painful, uh, you, you have a little time to say goodbye, and, uh, and even, not just that, but you, I think you're also able to wrap your brain around it a little bit. And uh, I still haven't wrapped my brain around Tyler being gone. I still expect him to be places. And I still um, think that somehow something is wrong and I'm going to see him again. Um, and I also never before experienced like this, uh, wishing so much that I could tell someone things that I didn't say, or that I could, um, have back the relationship with them that I wish that I had, um, sorry, I'm, like, all stuffy now, <laughs> because, you know, Tyler, I think that I felt far more closely with him in my heart than what I maybe was, like, in terms of how often we spoke or saw each other. Um, and that was a really hard thing to reconcile. Um, and then, uh, and then a, I guess, like, a month ago, my great-uncle died now, he was sick as well. Um, I did not get to go see him, which I really wish that I could have. Um, but, um, obviously, that's terrible. And um, I had that going on while going through another sort of family emergency, too. So, I guess that just sort of, like... That whole time for me was just a blur, I guess. Um, and then, uh, I suppose it was two weeks ago. Um, I can't even remember. Uh, I found out that another person passed away. And uh, to explain, uh, her name was Christy, and to explain our relationship, um... Years ago, she was my best friend. Um, we were best friends for a few years, and uh, I guess when 
we never uh we never said like i hate you or you know don't ever speak to me again it wasn't like that um but there was a time when i needed to distance myself a little bit for my own personal safety not against her at all she is an incredibly sweet person who wouldn't literally hurt a fly uh, she would probably have named it <laughs> if there was a fly uh but just other people that were in our lives and i don't want to go into it um it's stupid but at the time um i was not in a very good place and that's what i needed to put it very simply um however though we did not remain best friends we did remain friends and uh we didn't speak we didn't speak for a while uh not in terms of like we're not talking to each other but just like we kind of fell out of touch a bit and then uh i guess a few months ago i uh, had gotten pretty serious about my poetry and i uh she's a published poet she has a book of poetry you can buy online um it's called do graves get wi-fi anyway um so knowing that i and also knowing that she's incredibly talented i reached out to her to kind of talk about poetry a bit uh something we used to share with each other and uh we connected a bit that way and she um provided me with uh some advice and resources and things and and we talked a little bit too and um like i looked back at our memories our friendship page or whatever on facebook and you know i had when her birthday had come last year i had sent her a video of me and oliver and uh she loved it and different things so i mean we weren't on best friend status, but we were definitely reconnecting. And uh, though most of what we talked about was poetry, I um I did want to reconnect with her, obviously for other reasons because I loved her very much. Um, she was one of the only people in my whole life that to whom i could bring my whole self and i could say anything or ask any question and uh feel seen and accepted and uh never ever did i feel judged or anything like that um so i uh i guess that i was hoping that I could have her back in my life and she said to me that she wanted to see me when I came back to town to visit but the next time I came to town it was the family emergency I spoke of so I thought about reaching out to her and I didn't because it was a really hectic and just emotional time for me and then as I mentioned like two weeks ago uh, I think it was she uh she passed away and i was completely shocked and unexpected and um i still i still have that feeling with her like i mentioned with tyler that it just seems like she's gonna come back and like it seems like i can't accept it i just can't um, I didn't get to go to her memorial service because I didn't have the gas money to make it back to Maryland and back. Uh, which I know sounds stupid. Uh, but it was a lot. And, um, and I also would have had to have brought Oliver, just me and Oliver. And that means I also have to get either a hotel or drive for, um, eight not no sorry i don't know why i was thinking an optimistic eight hours it's gonna be like 10 hours at least uh by myself so i mean we got it done last time but it was exhausting it was not it i don't take it lightly and like 
I wanted so bad to be there at that service. Um, but I just think there, it was just not, I wasn't able to make it happen, you know? Um, so when, um, when I found out that she was gone, Oliver was napping. I saw it on Facebook and, uh, I didn't know what I was feeling. Like I had no idea, but all of a sudden I was crying. And I cried for hours until he woke up. He takes about a three-hour nap, and I guess I cried almost the entire time. And uh, then I cried while he was awake. And um, there was a... Oh, sorry. It, <laughs> it was like my... My eyeballs reacted quicker than the rest of me could. And, uh, and I have a hard time with, uh, with death. I'm not afraid of it for myself. It's not like that. Um, it's just, like I said, it was hard for me to accept it. And also, I have a funny way of, uh, feeling about how to handle it. I've never been one of those people to make a Facebook post about someone I lost. Um, I just feel like it's a private thing. Um, and I don't like when people try and make a big show of it just to get sympathy on Facebook. And, uh, and at least not when it seems very, like, disingenuous. And so I'm always, like... For some reason, very cautious that I'm going to come off that way, even though I wouldn't never do that. Um, it's just, you know, whatever. That's my weird way of being. So um, I get weird about that. And then I often find myself questioning if I have the right to feel as sad as I do. Like with Christy, I wasn't as close with her as I had once been and as I should have been. So do I have the right to be over here crying all day long and, you know, to feel like my whole world just shattered? Um, but the bottom line is that's how I was feeling. So there's not really any point in debating if it's right or wrong because, you know, your feelings are valid because you have them. And so, uh... <laughs> All I can remember about that day after Oliver got up was that the I have an electric keyboard that was out. Normally it's not out, but uh, it was out that day and plugged in, and Oliver, uh, he quickly figured it out how to, like, turn it on and turn on the demo mode, and basically it lights up the keys so that, like, you can play along to a song. Uh, but it plays the whole song whether you hit the keys or not when it's on that mode. And uh, it was, um, I remember, you know, the first song on the demo list is Candle in the Wind. And I hated it. I just was like, I don't want to hear this, like, sad, slow fucking song. Like, it was terrible. And I kept trying to get him to stop and it kept turning the volume down. And it was, it was no use. I mean, he kept turning it on and on and on. So I just ignored it, whatever, let it go. And I think another song or two plays. And then... And then comes the Star Wars song. So I'm sitting on the floor, still in my pajamas for the day. And this Star Wars song is playing in the background. As I just, like, tears just stream down my face. And the Star Wars song is playing. And I had to kind of laugh. And then, guys, still crying still a mess on the floor, living La Vida Loca plays on the piano, and I was just sitting there like, what are the fucking odds, like, what era did my keyboard come from that living La Vida Loca is on it? I don't know what year it was made, but I think it's a special collector's edition. <laughs> so, honestly, like, that's what, that's what loss and grief look like. For me, as a, as a mom, is um, 
crying on the floor with the piano playing fucking Ricky Martin while my child runs around and just like kind of clueless he did uh he could tell I was upset so he did give me a lot of affection that day uh lots of hugs and kisses which I uh I love and appreciate and um and I've had a lot of hard days uh since then too not just days but like you know it's hard like I think it's funny how we sum things up as like a bad day or a bad week or a bad you know moon phase or a bad you know year or whatever but like at the bottom line is that like every moment of our lives has both good and bad flowing through at any given time and uh for me that's like a terrible tragic loss that I was not prepared to experience uh, alongside Ricky Martin and my child, <laughs> you know, and uh, and so like obviously, as you can hear, I'm still upset about it. Um, I don't know if you ever stop being upset about those kinds of loss, and I've you know experienced all of these so close together, um, but. Um, and this also, like, side note, this also comes right after, uh, what would have been Tyler's birthday, my cousin, so, um, I was already uh, a little bit, like, funky about that, so, um, I'm in a phase right now of having to accept that, like, my energy is not where I want it to be, and, like, sometimes... I am deeply depressed, and I am just off, and it's not my mental health issues, and it's not, you know, that I didn't get enough sleep, maybe that's not helping, but, you know, it's not any of those other things that I mentioned, it's not that something flipped a switch, it's that I am experiencing a big, horrible thing, uh, and if I didn't have a child, I would probably just lay in bed throughout that kind of a feeling but uh when you have a kid you have no choice but to get up and show up so um I don't have like a lesson here or a takeaway for you but I'll I'll tell you about my own experience briefly um I've given myself a lot of mercy and grace about it um, and I've paid a little bit of attention to my self-talk, and I have not improved it all the time. Sometimes I'm not kind to myself, and I know it when it's happening, and I don't change it as it's hard. Uh, and that's something I'm working on, but I am at least starting to notice it when I say things like, I'm a bad mom because I did something like, forget to put sunscreen on my kid um I'm trying to work at that because that's not helping me um and when I am feeling really uh down I will um just do things that feel good and, um, I try to just not worry if they're, uh, necessarily the healthy or proper choice. Um, I don't, what I mean by that is, like, I'll let Oliver have the TV on all day if I am crying all day. Or I will, um, he's not, he's not eating well. I'm feeling very low, and my body hurts, and you know what, we're going to sit on the floor and eat Oreos together. We sit on the floor and eat Oreos sometimes. Uh, like, watching, like, I want to watch a show on Netflix or, like, play a game on my phone, but I want Oliver to cuddle me, and he won't do that on his own for very long, so I'll offer him to nurse. Even though what I'm doing now is I am not trying to offer him milk unless he asks for it. 
because I really want him to self-wean. And, you know, to be honest, like, I'm over it with breastfeeding. I'd be happy, be perfectly happy if he was done tomorrow. Um, but I'm okay that he's not. Um, however, if I need to hold him and feel close to him and I don't want to run around and I, you know, don't have the energy to do that, but, like, I just want us to lie and watch a show together, then I may offer him to breastfeed and he will usually take it and lay still for a little while. Um, so maybe that's not supporting my larger cause, but in that moment, it feels good. And when you're feeling so uh, desperate and sad, you need to do something that feels good right then. Um, and I'm not saying to do something that's dangerous in the long run. I'm just saying uh, you're, you don't have to be perfect. You're not superwoman. Uh, you're not super mom. And uh, you're not a trademark perfect mom. No perfect moms are welcome on our podcast at all. Um, and you guys know this. So, um, that's what my reality has been lately. Uh, and there are also other personal things that I've been dealing with in my own life, too. So, it's just resulted in a lot of, like, really difficult feelings. Um, and that's kind of what the parenting side of it looks like. And then when I do have help here, um... Well, firstly, when I say help, I mean my husband because I do have friends who have offered to help me when um, I need it. Like, because they know I don't have family here and they're always like, if you need anything, let me know. Like, anytime I'm sick or whatever, you know, we can come watch Oliver and, uh, you know, I can't. I think the reason why I didn't end up calling anyone to come over on the day Christy passed away is because Oliver was being affectionate to me. He wasn't. He was not being difficult, and I think if he had been, I would have called them, but honestly, it's a blur now, and I think, I think back to that, and I think, like, that's, this is my problem, like, I need to not push everyone away and isolate myself when I'm in that sadness, I need to not wrap myself in a sadness bubble, like, I need to call the friend who lives up the road and say, hey, um, can I drop my child off at your house for an hour or could you come here for an hour, you know, or whatever, um, sometimes, but you know, also sometimes being alone does feel good too. So, uh, it's just this journey of figuring out, figuring that out. What's my, what bad habits do I have that I can get rid of and what actually is just good for me or feels good for me and is helping me. Um, so I'm working on that, and then, um, when I do have Seth here, or like I said, I, I had, you know, my mom and, uh, Cindy were here recently, um, when they were here, I spent most of that time doing, like, girl time with them, well, and Oliver, <laughs> he came with us too, but, like, us going out to get tea, and, like, you know, us going out to eat or, like, going for a walk, those are things that, like, my spirit has been craving, like, to have that kind of, like, um, have that kind of community because it's a little, it's different. I don't know how to explain it. It's different when they're my family, but we're also friends, and so, like, it's a specific kind of relationship, and, you know, I really felt like validated on a lot of things um and like I could be around them and not I could be around Oliver and not have to like stress about him or feel guilty about leaving him because he was there but I wasn't having to worry about him so that was really nice um but when it's Seth here and it's the weekend or after work or whatever um I've been trying to get a little bit of uh time to myself so, um, like, yesterday, uh, he stayed with Oliver for a few hours while I, uh, went, and the first thing that I did was I went to a crystal store, 
I've never been a person who's like into crystals or really necessarily believed in them until recently my views on that sort of changed but anyway it was it doesn't really matter if you believe in crystals or not because I'm not telling you to go buy crystals I'm telling you that I felt in my soul that that was something that that was going to make me feel better um and it doesn't really matter why so um and it's an inexpensive thing and I had just babysat so I had a little bit of money to go and do that so he stayed with Oliver I went and got some crystals and kind of had that time to myself to like be a person uh without my child and I think that it starts you start to feel very different the longer the more like hours you spend away from your child the more you start to feel like a whole person again like not just a parent um and so like after I was done there I went to a coffee shop and I wrote for a bit I got a, a coffee and I wrote and um it was incredible how like renewing this was to my soul and it's exactly what I needed um I have not been good about writing recently. I've been terrible about it. You know, with all of these heavy, heavy feelings, I've just not felt like I could sit down and write. And then on top of that, um, because I've had to take so many breaks to cry and do nothing, my house is behind, my life is behind, and I keep feeling like I cannot spend nap time sitting down and writing or, okay, Yes, I'm going to sit down and write today at nap time, but then Oliver wakes up an hour later instead of three hours later. So by the time I have made my coffee and sat down and written one paragraph, he's up, you know. So um, I noticed that it was very different to actually leave the house to do that. Anyhow, I um, that was a really good thing for me, and so I think that I need to take a lot more of those kind of moments for myself recently. I mean, like, in the future. I don't know. Recently seems like it's a past tense word, doesn't it? <laughs> Anyhow, all of that is uh, just to say that's kind of what I've been dealing with and um, and how that looks and feels for me. Um, and it's just, I feel like... I felt like I couldn't come on here another week and do an interview or a, you know, whatever comedy type of approach to a show, um, knowing that I had spent so much time, um, feeling so, like, just on the floor crying and, um, you know, not accomplishing what I want and need to, um, in my home with parenting, um, just as a person in general, like I've just been floating in this terrible negative space and, um, and I feel like I've been working overtime to get rid of it. Meditating, Diffusing essential oils, wearing essential oils, putting essential oils on my child, buying crystals, um, you know, um, just everything, like, on top of, like, drinking water and trying to eat well and, you know, all of the basic things that I think I can do. And, um, and the fact of the matter is that I am struggling to accept is that this is the place that I live right now and like when you have uh, mental health issues there are things that you can do in the moment to relieve um you know the symptoms whatever that you're dealing with um whether it's medicinal or not like there are things that you can do to get rid of that and uh when you're unhappy in your life for general reasons there are things you can do in the moment but I think that when you are processing grief, there's almost nothing you can do. Um, and I, I don't suppose that it would help any to just try and get rid of the sadness. Uh, 
so I don't really know how to um how to walk with it, but I'm just doing it, you know, every day I'm just figuring it out and I'm just uh just trying my best and um and that's my life right now and that's motherhood for me right now. Um so I I I just wanted to share that with you guys and if it's something that resonates with you or if you've gone through something similar, um whether it's the mental health side of things, whether it's postpartum depression, whether it's your regular life feeling frustrating or whether it's you know, grief and, and loss, um, I would really love to hear, uh, your stories, hear what helped you, um, or just hear what you have to say about it. So, uh, you can always send us any, anything you'd like on social media at Swearing Mamas. You can email us at swearingmamas at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and just, uh, you know, when we, when we have these kids that we have to get up and take care of every day, there's uh, never a choice to give up. Every day, you have to get up and keep going. And, you know, when you are doing okay enough that you can get yourself dressed and brush your hair, then you, then you get up and you keep going and you take your kid to a play date too. Um, you know, and, and maybe you feel comfortable telling the other moms there how you're feeling, or maybe you don't. It depends the day for me. It depends the people in the day. Um, you know, but I just, um, I don't know. I don't know what the point is, I guess. For a moment, I felt like there was a good way to wrap this up and end it and something nice and positive to say about it. But, you know, I guess my point that I'm trying to make is that um, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. All of the feelings from this past year guilt, loss, grief, betrayal, um, and, and stress, and so many other things, um, that I have had to feel over this past year from my personal life, uh, loneliness too, um, it's not the worst that my life has ever felt. And yet it is just about the most difficult uh, that of things that I've ever had to go through. And uh, part of that, I guess, is because I am in a better place and doing things for myself. And I know how to take care of myself now and I know how to treat the issues now. But I really think part of that is is having my son, you know, most certainly, when he is refusing his lunch and crying and throwing a fit and hitting me and different things like that, and I'm feeling really low inside, most certainly that's incredibly difficult. And sometimes enough to even trigger a new depressive wave. However, uh, when I am on the floor crying alone and he comes over, and hugs and kisses me, and Ricky Martin is playing in the background, um, I think there's nothing better that could save you. So, so I, I, um, I'm just really grateful. And, uh, yeah, I hope things will get a little lighter for me soon. And I hope that things are going well for you guys, too. I don't have tweets or any kind of like, you know, I'm not going to do a mom tip or tweets or anything like that this week. I'm just going to end here and, uh, and, you know, while I'm being so grateful 
for what I have in my life, I want to include you guys. Um, because the fact that, you know, you guys come and listen to this show every week means so much to me. Um, obviously, like, we're not a huge podcast, so we're not really making money off of it. And, you know, we're not doing it for that reason. Um, but the fact that we have an audience to listen, um, really fills me up and gives me, um, a sense of purpose and sort of, uh, makes me feel like, you know, I have a, I have some people out there who get me and, uh, and who care. So, yeah. Thank you guys, and I hope everyone has a great week. Bye.